Hello, you've reached the uh, Gaming Vessels podcast. Uh, this is episode 18 of the show. Um, this is a new host, but usual host, uh, Trader Joe, Joe Fongul, here with you. Uh, Kevin couldn't be with us tonight uh, due to a uh, family uh, thing going on, family emergency kind of thing. So, But uh, we're still up in the gaming studio ready to give you some uh 411 and all the gaming business at least from the last like week week and a half or so on that joining me this week uh desmond aka nemo cub how's it going des hey not bad not bad i uh, hope you guys are all doing well and um yeah good deal and then also just to kind of uh make it so we have a even threesome figure that one out uh uh guest of the show but uh been on the show twice already uh mr uh al burko how's it going now pretty good glad to be here right on so so pretty much uh what we want to talk about what our main event uh what our main point point of uh conversation tonight is going to be the nintendo direct that happened about five days ago on there on the 13th of September. And I was kind of enthralled a little bit by it because of the fact that um, just for the simple fact that Nintendo, when they have these Nintendo directs, it's almost like in a way, almost like a mini E3, like a quarterly E3 press conference where, you know, they have control of their um, media. They have control to basically get everyone excited. You know, they, they seem like they have, kind of whittled the directs down as of late. I know when Iwata was still alive that they were doing directs quite often, like, you know, every three, four or five weeks where it was kind of a ho-hum almost thing after a while. I don't know how you guys feel about the directs nowadays where they don't happen as often, but do you guys look in some sort of anticipation when they do happen? No, I, I personally don't. I mean, I like them. I think it's great that, you know, a company does that um, and lets lets their fans, the people that support their brand, know what's coming on or sorry, what's, yeah. what's coming up and stuff like that. So I think it's great when they do it. I mean, I never was one of those people that was just like, you know, clamp champing up the bit, uh, you know, the Cassie's Nintendo Direct, you know. But yeah, but I do like it when when companies do um, do let their, you know, the, the their consumers know what's going on. I, I think it's I think it's good. Uh, just good uh, practice for um for companies to do that just to you know just just to let us know what what's going on especially I, I think now it's very uh important for them to do it because they have the switch out because they have the new 2ds and stuff so they got to kind of let people know you know this is what to this is what you this is this, this is what to expect coming from these products you know uh that we that we that we hope you buy you know, I think that's where it's coming from because and because, you know, the uh, the switch was was so heavily criticized for their lack of uh, lack of games when it was released. I mean, I think it's just I mean, it, they have to do this. They have to do this to uh, to ensure, you know, um, that that the people that bought their uh, their system knows what's coming up and to entice, you know, new people or people that, that are on the fence like myself uh, to go ahead and purchase because you know, we have, we have games coming, so to speak. Yeah. Al, any opinion as far as the, um, the direct this time, or as far as, uh, do you look forward to uh, seeing a direct being announced and showing up? 
now that the uh, directs are less frequent, it does make it feel like it's a bigger deal. Yeah, true. Especially, especially right now with all these platforms that they have, and that the Switch is selling so well. So I just like to get the info pretty much all in one shot, and the way they're doing it right now, I like it. Yeah, I think for the since uh, Yoshiaki Kazumi, the guy that uh, is hosting the directs now, uh, they finally found a permanent host. Uh, since the whole, you know, they were kind of iffy after, uh, you know, of course Iwata died passed away and then you know obviously what they were going to do with the whole direct on there and uh one thing that i noticed that they've uh, done is they uh, seem like they don't meander on and on unless it's a featured game on that they basically just bang and bang out with a lot of information which is a good and bad thing sometimes i feel nintendo kind of holds their cards too close to their chest sometimes Sometimes you're kind of left wondering, hey, what's going on with this game? What's going on with that game? Especially if it's like a, a more niche title. You know, I think uh, memory serves me like when uh, Dragon Quest Seven got finally got announced for 3DS. That literally it was announced. And when it was announced, it said it was coming out in like in five weeks, basically from the date of the announcement on that. So it's not a lot of uh, ramp up. Uh, before a game does get announced and comes out sometimes, especially with Nintendo, especially if it's not a uh, uh, top priority uh, game. You know, unfortunately, I feel like Monster Hunter Stories is kind of fills that kind of niche for Nintendo because it kind of came out with an area whimper from Nintendo. A little bit of service, but, uh, you know, beside, you know, that point. But uh, still very grateful. I wouldn't say it's like a kid in in a candy store. It's like, you know, Christmas Eve and anything. But uh, it's still kind of cool to get the information in in this fashion versus having to, like, you know, endure like a uh, hour and a half, like, you know, presser, kind of like what we had to deal with with Microsoft at Gamescom and having to watch that thing, you know, or, you know, I know how Sony usually does it during their E3 pressers, you know, where it's just all trailers and, uh, you know, no back and forth either. So, I mean, there's a lot of give and take with the moderation and the presentations of these type of uh, things on there. Uh, Any thoughts, you guys, on that as far as the difference between Nintendo's and Sony's and Microsoft's cadence, at least, on some of these things? Well, I mean... I just think Nintendo, because they've been there longer, maybe. Um, it just seems like theirs is a little bit more, um, I don't know, it seems like theirs is a little bit more friendly. You know, yeah. not that, not that you know, Sony's or Microsoft's aren't friendly. It's just they're, they are definitely, it's definitely, a, I mean, maybe it's just a, an Eastern versus a Western, you know, philosophy around, you know, a, around marketing. I don't know, because it just, it just seems like... The you know it's it, it, with with Sony and Microsoft it seems like the you know the pitchmen you know they're they're standing up there they're giving their pitch you know why you should buy the product blah blah this and that I don't know something about Nintendo it's just, it's just a lot more like you know hey you know this is what we're doing yay you know I, I, I don't know it just it just seems happier like it it just seems like a happier time you know I, I don't I don't I I don't know what. I don't know how else to, to, to say it, you know. Articulate it, yeah. Yeah, because it's just, it's just, it's just, 
it's it's like it's a lot more colorful and they're just kind of like hey you know not to say that someone sometimes the I, I just think the presentation you know is a lot more joyous joyous and a lot more you know like hey you know <laughs> and, and i guess that's just what nintendo has always been about that bright colors the you know the happy family thing the you know the 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 joyous experience of gaming you know not to say that the other ones aren't it's just the other ones just seem so like um so uniformed and and you know in their presentations so and i think it's just i think it's just a difference i think it's just a different corporate style you know than, yeah. than anything you know just it's it's just a different corporate way of not a way of thinking but it's a different corporate way of 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 of, pre, of of presenting you know this this information to folks so i personally you know prefer um uh nintendo's version of of direct and how they're talking to people i don't know i, I, I want to say it seems more intimate it just seems more like you know hey okay well, thanks nintendo you know <laughs> yeah do you guys kind of miss this the kind of zany skits they had last gen with like reggie and exactly. like bill trenton <laughs> that's what i'm talking about no. like, yeah they don't, no you don't miss that <laughs> I, I do because it was fun you know it just it just added it added that kind of weirdness to it you know it was just like and I guess that's just it's just a you know a sensibility that that you know Nintendo had, and it was just it's it's fun, you know. Is it necessary? No, you know. But is it fun? I I, I would have to say it is. Uh, what do you think, Al, about about those differences? Well, I like the format they have now. It feels like they cut out a lot of that fluff, so they're just talking about the the games and the software, and. I don't know if it's my military mind, but I love the 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 points that they throw up on the screen and as they're going from game to game or console to console, they'll show you what's coming up right now and then if you if you look ahead you can see what, what they're gonna talk about soon. So I, like oh, I, li- I like that, yeah. I'd like that's one thing I was gonna mention uh, that uh, they have like almost like a bullet point, like uh, you know, like okay, we're reached our 3DS, ver- you know, points that we're going to bring up our little, you know, items of, of interest, and they're knocking them down one by one by one. And you can see some of the stuff on the list, but some of the stuff has question marks or little hints on there. Which obviously, if you're watching live, you could kind of like, you know, hey, what's what's this about? You know, if you even want to pause it and try to guess or something <laughs> about it, you know, so. Uh, but what I want to do with going over the direct tonight basically is to go over step by step and the, the going through the whole direct and seeing what kind of inter- interest us as far as the stuff that they announced or um, articulated a little bit more about or you know talked a little bit more about. And there were some things on there actually I wasn't even aware of, especially some of the indie stuff on there that uh, I didn't get a chance to watch the uh, Nindy stream that happened right before PAX. And so some of the stuff kind of went under my radar, quote unquote. So uh, some of the stuff that was brought up was kind of, you know, brought, caught my eye and or said, whoa, I didn't even know about this game. So, but uh, we'll go ahead and square up here and start off on there um all right and what we're going to do now is to go in and go kind of cover the direct uh, kind of uh, do it in uh, sequential order meaning from the beginning and direct to the end of the direct and i kind of want to just kind of 
we're not going to necessarily cover every announcement because obviously we'd be here all night, but uh, I want to kind of touch upon the things that kind of stood out to us and the main points of it, at least. So I uh, know what got us excited, what got us disappointed, so on and so forth. And uh, they started off to direct, actually, and what they did is they announced um, some bullet points and features for the upcoming Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon that will be out on uh, November 17th on there and uh, a lot of the things they're trying to and kind of show off as far as w- what the game has versus a regular sun and moon is that legendary pokemon necrozma has two new forms uh dustmane and dawn wings uh there's going to be a lot of new outfits to be i had no from. idea they were saiyans they were super saiyans these pokemon yes like this isn't even my final form i was like oh yes. lord I know, like, super-duper, like, you know, legendary Pokemon just taking up, like, you know, just, like, Super Saiyan-type form. So it's, like... Uh, also, they mentioned, too, uh, the Valley of Pikachu and surfing beach areas from the original game, at least. That's they're showing a little variance in there. Um, also saying that if you did purchase the game, that you got a special Lycon Rough Dusk Evolution available on there for that particular Pokemon. Um, they also said that there's two new Ultra Beasts, uh, one for Ultra Sun, one for Ultra Moon on there. Also, they stated that if uh, you purchase the game digitally, you will be able to obtain 12 Quick Balls. So, you know, after, after looking at the trailer and one of the things they're actually showing the beginning of the year, they said, oh, the, the, the um, game has changed, you know, as far as when you select your first starter Pokemon, they were showing a... Um, that weasel-looking Pokemon from Sun and Moon. I forgot the name of it off the top of my head. They were showing that there was some variants and whatnot. This sounds like, to me, like it's just, I would hate to say a Sun and Moon retread, but um, I wasn't even, um, I didn't have the incentive this time to actually finish uh, Sun and Moon this time. I think I had Moon, my wife had Sun on there, and both of us actually never got around to actually completing the game, much less you know, proceeding further in the game. And now, I, how do you feel about two Desmond? Because, you know, I'm I'm a Pokemon fan. I consider myself a Pokemon fan. I usually pick up every game that comes out, at least mainline game, on there. And I've been kind of, you know, I wouldn't say bored by the latest it's rendition. Fine. You can say bored. Because um, I've been bored. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've been bored just, with it. I, I, I have Pokemon fatigue. I like it. It's just I get the formula. I get that they like the formula. It sold millions and millions of copies, but that formula is stale. I'm sorry. You can, you know, you know, disagree with me or whatever, but it's true. It's stale. Like, I got about halfway through it, and it was the same thing. Like, great, yes, I'd love to explore the, the, the new region. I think that's great. You know, but everything is, is sort of the same. But that's why I'm hoping that with this new one or this new story, it's supposed to be a little bit darker, maybe a little bit, dare I say, edgy. But I don't know. You know, I, I think that's why, for me, I enjoy Monster Hunter stories so much. It is such a great, you know, it's, it's such a great story because it's pretty much, uh, and I was reading a uh, forum and, and someone, like it clicked. Someone said it. It's like Monster Rancher. You know, it, it, it harkens back to Monster Rancher when you're running around hatching eggs and, you know, doing all this other stuff with your with your monsies. I had the, the term for the monsters is crazy. But anyway, I think that's why, 
you know, you know, people who who play Pokemon, you know, listen, in my opinion, are really liking Monster Hunter because it has it's that fresh take and it's and, and you're actually competing with your monster. It's like you and your monster fighting it out, you know, against a monster or, or someone else, you know, you know, it just it just seems really, really cool. And 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 I've, you know, been hooked on it like I've I haven't played my DS as much as I have in a long time. You know, not since uh, one of the, the last Dragon Quest game. I think Dragon Quest Eight, I think, is the last one I played really, really, you know, as long as I have now. But it's great. Um, so yeah, a new Pokemon. I'm not surprised by it because they already said it. They already said it. But I'm just worried. I'm just worried that um, it's stale, you know. And then, and then what was hilarious is I guess um, the head of Game Freak. I guess maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. But he was all talking about. How he didn't think the Pokemon would work, or he he didn't like the Switch or something like that. Yeah, he, he, that, he felt and, that Nintendo was making a misstep. Yeah, and saying so, that he felt the Switch was gonna fail. Yeah, so. and now he's like eating crow about it because now he's like, <laughs> well, damn, I guess I gotta develop. We, we gotta develop a Pokemon game for the Switch now, and it's like, yep, get to it. So I'm I'm wondering what that's gonna look like, and I don't want it to be another battle arena. Like I want it to be, you know, like. Um, like uh ex was ex darkness or whatever the one that was on the gamecube like no i i want i want an actual pokemon like role-playing game or something i don't know like it, it that wheel needs to be like greased up or reinvented or or whatnot because for me i think it's i, I think it, i don't want to say it's broken you know because what they're adding is fun like i love the you know the the power stones that make them turn into a third or, or high hyper evolutions and all that. I mean that's fun and all, but I I see something more around the story. I think I think the Pokemon themselves great. You know what they do and how you get them great. Like that stuff that mechanic is great. I just think the story, you know, is so rote. It's so boring now. You know, it, it, it's literally the same thing over and over again. And I just want yeah. something. Like you, you can't have so many super, you know, from the dawn of time Pokemon, you know. It's just, uh, <laughs> you need something more, you know. Yeah, it it kind of, just to paraphrase a little bit, it kind of reminds me of like uh, maybe starting off with like something like uh, awesome, like a uh, quarter pounder from mcdonald's or something and you know you're adding bacon you're adding you know this topping that topping but in a sense it's still a quarter pounder you know yeah. it's no no way no how no chance and so and you're diluting it you're, you're diluting that quarter pounder by adding all the stuff to it when, when yeah. in actuality you know see and that's the thing people love quarter pounders so they're going to continue to eat it you know yeah. but there's a few of us that are just like you know what i want something different i want something different you know with this with this quarter pounder you know, maybe try a turkey patty. I don't know. You know, yeah. <laughs> food analogies. Do you play? Do you play Pokemon, Al? Or, or are you just kind of like bored out of your mind about what we're saying? No, I tried to play Pokemon. I my I bought my son the uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon Moon uh, dual pack. So he, while he was playing Moon, I was playing Sun. I couldn't get into it. It, it looked nice. I like role playing yeah. games, but for some reason. It just didn't catch my attention. But like you, Monster Hunter stories, I'm all into that game. See, right? It's just something about that game. Like it looks great. And all of the all of the uh what is it, the special ride moves or whatever they're called, the uh hmm? 
like all of them are animated so well and 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 I love that you can skip through it but to this day since I've been playing it and I've done their, their like their special ride moves or whatever I have never skipped through any of them because I just love watching them so much. Oh yeah. It's just, it's and the thing about game. that story it threw me a curveball that I wasn't expecting in the beginning of the game. It got kind of dark kind of quick. I was like, "Oh wow." Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. into this now. <laughs> and and how it opened up and and just how you how you get, you know, your weapons and and just to re- reiterate uh, not reiterate it, but add something to what Joe was saying earlier. Yes, that game got a little bit of uh like hardly any any kind of um reception by Nintendo at all, which I thought was horrific, but at the same time Capcom is really supporting that game like every week so far and I think they're saying every week you get new downloads that you can go on and download extra stuff. And granted, this is stuff that all came out in Japan, but I think it's really great that that, they're st- that they are supporting that game, like with, with new tournaments, new quests, new weapons, just new oh. hairstyles. It's like, it's awesome. Like, I yeah, really, outfits. yeah, new outfits. I really like it. This is a really good game, and I pe- think people should support it. I know that was a segue from Pokemon, but I, I, just, yeah. think, I just think Pokemon needs, th- they need a shot in the arm. Or some kind of life or something. Yeah, even know. my my wife just got a Pikachu tattoo yesterday, and she didn't even beat the game. And it's like sometimes when I approach Pokemon games in the past with my wife, you know, because we both play together at the same time, we try to min max everything. We try to air catch every Pokemon in the area, even the hardest ones, and be able to trade back and forth. We kind of let the uh, kind of micro uh, game behind, you know, behind the. Uh, macro as far as behind the story just kind of make our own little um kind of quest out of it we're creating like conditions to where you know i'm not going to leave this area until i catch every pokemon that's on this stinking list mm-hmm. <laughs> on there and that in a way i, I should probably t- kind of take a step back from playing it like that and uh take a look to swear i'm gonna just you know get six of my favorite pokemon and you know, level them up and not try to catch them all, quote unquote, and be able to just play the game proper, you know. But that's a part of the game. And I think and I think it's fine to do that. Like, I did the same thing with you guys. I mean, I remember when we used to, like, it was a race, you know, to catch them all or when to catch them all or, or where to catch yeah. them all. And we were and we had, you know, our our books and we were online, you know, various different, you know, websites, you know, and the and we're like trying to catch them at certain times and we're trading Pokemon and stuff. No, no, we were we were in it to win it with that game. Oh, you I know, know. All the way up, all the way back to like Leaf and all them, you know, so we've, we've been playing for we, we put in the, the, the hours you know, to play that game, and and even when I we think, were with the, with the GameCube, and we had the what is it the 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 Pokemon box where we were where we yeah. could just store our Pokemon <laughs> and stuff, and then and so we we played the hell out of that franchise, you know. So if anyone is qualified to talk about, you know, it getting stale, I think it's us. You know, yeah, I, I know, really I think know. it's us because we played a shit ton of the Pokemon, a shit ton. You know, we yeah. beat all of them. We beat them all. I, I think, in a way, in my mind, when Black and White first came out, those were great games. But after Black 2 and White 2 came out, I was, that's when my enthusiasm for the series kind of waned down a little bit. And I, don't know, I don't know why. You know, X and Y, I never managed to beat that um, series either. You know, I forget which one. I think I had X. 
on there. Did you manage to beat that game at least? Desmond, I got or? to the end. I got to the end of it. But at the, gotcha. again, at the same time, it just was one of those things where it was the same formula. And then when they just started making sequels, because it, it was a thing. Like you had, you had every couple years, you got a new iteration: black, white, green, red. You know, yeah, sapphire. Plus, you had those two. Great gimmick. It worked really well. But then when they, it's like they got lazy when they started saying black, white, two. I'm like, why? No, no. That's you're changing up the format. That's not cool. You know, now you're now you're not even getting us a new thing. You're just you're just adding new bells and whistles to the same product and selling that again. It's like, come on. But yeah, for me, kinda, it was like it was like you're cheating. You're cheating, game freaks. Right now, you're cheating. Don't do that. <laughs> I know? think Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon kind of remind me of black, white. Two basically, so that's exactly uh, what they're doing. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, I'm still interested. Um, I've been kind of keeping an eye on the dual pack. The dual pack Amazon was selling a uh, steelbook dual pack, uh, but Nintendo announced a uh, trainer's edition that comes with 200 Pokeballs, just like the pack that you bought last time out for uh, um, Moon and Sun on there. And um, um, none of the pre-orders have kind of showed up at any of the retailers yet. So I'm keeping an eye out for when it does show up because I'm knowing my wife, you know, she hasn't played in a while. She'll probably will not (laughs) let me get away with not purchasing at least uh, the next mainline game on there. But we'll have to see. I'm I'm just hoping I'm going to give it a good shot, even though with my backlog and everything to uh, fire up. Uh, moon again and then check to see as far as where I'm at and see where I could resume and kind of see if I could take more of a a leisurely pace to it meaning that I'm not going to try to min-max and catch everything and do everything you know so I think you'd be better serviced I think think you'd be better served if you start playing Monster Hunter stories seriously Oh, that game is amazing and I want you see um, and Al I need to get your code that way we can battle (laughs) that way we can net battle because that is the one aspect of this game that I have not done yet is I haven't battled anybody and I really hope that Capcom USA please will 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 sanction battles and, and you can actually battle with various monsters and stuff like that like because that's one aspect of the game that i really really want you know to well, do to experience yeah i think uh and the thing about this is that you know it's funny that i was watching or taking a look at the monster hunter uh, twitter feed but uh they actually stated that uh any things about monster hunter stories they actually refer you to nintendo actually so nintendo was actually the one that published this game and not capcom uh, i think it was something to where nintendo even if you look for monster hunter stories website it's on the nintendo website only capcom does not have a section on their website for the game at all so it is published by uh, nintendo and so you know i hope hope that the whole lack of um Monster Hunter World on the Nintendo Switch is not <laughs> eating into the marketing of this game because, uh, or the release of uh, Monster Hunter Double Cross on the Switch too, because I know a lot of people are still upset about that game not being announced. I'm assuming this is on Nintendo versus Capcom, and they'll probably wait until next year to get that game out for the Switch on there. So, and also on the 3DS, kind of pacing things out a little bit. So. But uh, getting back to the direct on there after the uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon um, announcement, Ultra Sun and Moon uh, features on there, they did um, announce a new 2D SXL Pokeball edition that will be out on November the 3rd, 2017 for uh, hot $159.99 on there. Looks pretty cool. 
on there. I know also on the Japan Direct, they announced a Pikachu new 2DS XL as well to be coming out in the same time frame around November, but no announcements for a U.S. date on that on there. So, and, you know, with your new 2DS XL, Desmond, are you jealous with all these uh, new uh, additions being announced after the fact? No, not at all. I think I think the black... The black with the blue trim is great. Now, if there was a black with a red trim, then I'd be okay. Because I saw those pictures, and I'm sorry. Like, some of them look like, I don't know, they're like candy. I don't know. Like, I get it. <laughs> I know. It's like you're supposed to be, like, it's supposed to be cool, and kids like that color. So, nah. Nah, I like, I like the black. The black with the um, the turquoise, it's fine. You know? And, and, I, and I think since I've been playing it, um, because I've been playing it as much as I have, I've really finally gotten used to... Um, like its weight in my hands and how it and 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 how it plays, you know. So yeah, if anything, right. if anything, I'm thinking about getting one of those um one of those holders that you put in you put it into, so it makes it so it makes the grip a little bit er- more ergonomic. So that's oh, it. I, I I saw those grips. In fact, I saw a new gaff thread talking about how some people were just complaining that their hands were cramping after like a half an hour of playing the thing. Um, and that's true. Like my hand, my right hand, because of the way it rests in your palm of your right hand, where you're where you're moving, where your thumb is, by the uh, by the buttons, it does get to be a little bit of um of a nuisance. So that's why I'm thinking, you know, about getting a uh, a holder for the for the DS that's a little bit more ergonomic. If I'm going to play it as long as I have been, because you know, I, I, it's not sustainable. <laughs> it's definitely not sustainable. Well, I'll definitely. Uh kind of refer you over to that NeoGAF thread. That way you can kind of check that out and see what people are recommending on that for the 2DS XL. So um, also um, they announced a couple of new colors in Japan too. They have a white and, tur- and turquoise and they also have like a lime green and black on there. Mm. So hopefully those kind of make its way. The other color that got uh, released in Japan back in July when the 2DS, new 2DS XL came out is getting a US release as well. The, uh, the like the creamsicle, like the orange creamsicle looking one, the uh, white and uh, orange color is going to be coming out as well. So don't know if that's steering you anyway. I mean, I, I love that color as far as the color schematic of it, but I'm not sure if it's worth 150 bucks and to be able to downgrade uh, from a new two, 3DS XL, you know, so on that. But also on the Direct 2, they did have a lot of 3DS uh, announcements on there, kind of would cover these in rapid style here. Uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga and Bowser's Minions going to be out on October 6th on there. I think we talked about this in our earlier Gaming Vessels po- uh, show on there. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. At least I already got that one pre-ordered and paid in full. That's the first Mario and Luigi game that came out for the original Game Boy Advance on there. And they have a extra um, section, the Bowser's Bowser's Minions uh, mini game on there, where it's a whole section where you're basically playing a side quest uh, with all of the uh, baddies uh, trying trying to rescue Bowser from Mario and Luigi. So yeah, that's a great wait. game. That's a great game. I I I had all of those for my advanced, and they're really good. I never beat them, but those RPGs, all of those, uh, what is it, Sticker Star Stories, um, Dream Team, all those were really really good. Work, yeah. work, working together, the two brothers, like that. That I think there was a trilogy of games. They were all good, and if they're re yeah. releasing them, then I'm definitely gonna buy them all. Really worth it. 
Have you played those, Al? Uh, no, I haven't played them. My son has. Oh. But when I saw the video for Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, I'm like, now I want to give it a try because it looks really good. And since I have a 3DS now, I was like, might as well get it. It's worth it. Yeah, I know Kevin's been playing one of them, too, and he's been having a good time with it. So I know you can't steer away from those Kunio Kun games, those River City games. So, but um, definitely looking forward to that. Then, you know, to kind of have other 3DS titles to kind of fill out the library a little bit. The Kirby Battle Royale got finally announced. It's coming out on January 19th of next year, 2018 on there kind of reminds me a little bit of a, like a Kirby version of four swords. If you kind of imagine that where it's mm-hmm. just all multiplayer, different mini games on their uh, multiplayer maps. It looks like it, it's capable to be played online with others on that. So also there's a single player uh, section to it as well. So we'll have to see when that game comes out, what kind of support there is, if there's enough people online to actually you know, get some matches going and to communicate because, uh, one thing about the last Zelda game that they brought out that uh, had a multiplayer component to, and I'm trying to remember, is it, it wasn't. It was a Ford Swords variant. Um, I think it was like uh, Triforce Heroes. I think is the sub, the name of the game. And uh, a lot of people just said they didn't enjoy it because there's they had a hard time communicating with the other players on the board on there, and that game kind of got middling reviews a bit. And so I'm just kind of curious with Battle Royale. Uh, how that's going to all play out with the multiplayer. So we'll have to kind of take a a wait-and-see approach on that. So Also, they got some other games to kind of fill out the back catalog, of course. Uh, Yokai Watch uh, 2 Psychic Specters is coming out on September 29th. Uh, I could not care less about Yokai Watch. I think Yokai Watch bombed in the U.S. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but uh, you know, every every time I go to like Dollar Tree or like Family Dollar when I was looking for some <laughs> clearance games, just have Yokai Watch figures out the yay yay basically. So, does your son like Yokai Watch, or has that kind of been too bad, so sad on that, Al? He actually watched a few of the uh, cartoon anime episodes. Yeah, but he never wanted to get the the game itself. And I, I don't care for the game at all. Yeah, I mean, Level Five did what they had to do. It was a great success in Japan. I know Nintendo and Hasbro and uh, Disney uh, gave it a fair shot to get some success over here, but it's, it's definitely not going to catch on like Pokemon did um, on there. And I think Lightning sometimes in this case does not strike twice on there. So uh, Layton's Mystery Journey, uh, Lady Layton, on there was also announced for October sixth. On there, I've never been a Layton fan, so but uh, any of you guys, any preference for that series at all? Yeah, I played. I played the the first one. Paul played it, and I played it. Um, I think they were fun. I mean, it's just you have to really like puzzles, you know. And the story was fun, but it was just like every every where you stepped, it was like a puzzle. So you just have to really kind of sit down and invest a little bit of time in it to beat the puzzles but like it's a puzzle game you know there really isn't any there really isn't any combat it's just solving puzzles and it's sort of like you know Ace Attorney that's why they, they that's why they um, you know Phoenix Wright that's why they put them together because they're kind of the same thing almost yeah. um, I, I love the art style so I think I'm going to actually try on this one too because you know it's a new protagonist you know um, so I'm going to try it but I really don't have that much um knowledge only because i didn't really play them that much yeah i mean 
I, if I played like one, like a half an hour, it's like I dabbled in it and it was my wife's copy of the game. So it's like <laughs> me and puzzle. I like puzzle games, like action puzzle games, like Tetris or something like that. But when it's actually a true mind bender type of puzzle thing, I am just like, yeah, my, <laughs> my brain shuts off for some reason. So it's like uh, no brain teasers for me. So. Um, Minecraft got announced, so surprise, surprise, uh, Microsoft and Mojang uh, were working to get this on the Nintendo 3DS, and this is only going to be supported on the new 3DS on there. It's out digitally now. Uh, it's going to come out with a retail version, more than likely before Christmas, because uh, they got to get this thing out before Christmas to get a retail box in the store. So no date on the retail release, but uh, yeah, it's Minecraft for the people that want Minecraft, for the children that want Minecraft want minecraft specifically so on that um mario party the top 100 got announced a new game in the mario party series this takes all boards that they feel were the best from uh, all 10 mario party titles on there it's going to support download play so if you do buy the game you're able to play up to four players with one cart which is a good good thing to do who wants to buy four copies of mario party just to play mario party multiplayer don't don't think that's going to be a and while nintendo would love for you to do that <laughs> it's not a requirement to get some multiplayer going down for that um also they had an atlas section of the um nintendo direct talking about the, all their newer titles um they did announce a new game to come out in the u.s uh called the alliance live on that um it's going to be coming out in early 2018 on there um it was released in japan back in june on there but the alliance of life tells the story of nine characters set thousands of years ago in a world that has been invaded by asmodans these asmodans were in search of a strange energy that's called chaos energy so humans must fight against this enemy in the struggle to regain control of their world and defeat the invading enemies on there the uh, game will have explorable towns and dungeons as well as a turn-based battle system on there. One thing to keep in mind for this game is that the script was done by the original script writer for Sudiken on there. So um, a lot of people said that the game was uh, a pretty good game as far as uh, story-wise because of that reason on there. So it's done by the same... um, development team that developed legend of legacy if any of you guys played that uh, previous atlas rpg that came out for the 3ds earlier last year on that so um any excitement for this game specifically did you guys check out any of the footage i saw the trailer for it and it, it looks good and it looks like it's the type of game that i would like to get into i'll just wait until there's like a pretty good preview of it before I make any final decisions on getting it or not. But so far, so good. Yeah, I have to agree with Al on that. Yeah, I'll probably put a pre-order in for it. You know, I'll probably wait for a date to get closer on here. So I also reiterated that other games were on the way from Atlas, including Shin Megami Tensai Strange Journey Redux, which is coming out early 2018. On their Radiant Historia, Perfect Chronology, is uh, going to have a collector's edition, which will come with an art book in a um, sound sample music CD on there. I think also there's going to be some stickers, so love them stickers. So uh, Radiant Historia 
kind of got overlooked when it came out for the DS back in the day on there. But uh, that game, hey, guys, have any thoughts on the game? I tell my kind of pile of shame for the DS. I have it. I think it's still sealed. So I'm looking forward to it because I never played any of those or any of the Radiant games. So I figured this new one is a good one to uh, with this new remake of it is a good way to start off and see I'm, if I like the series or not. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I like I like a good RPG on a handheld. So I'm going to I'll probably end up picking it up. Yeah, I'm it's definitely on my thing and so it's almost like it was uh, almost like a um, homage to uh Chrono Trigger in a way because of the way the story kind of went back and forth on there. I know that the game had a lot of going back and forth between uh, different timelines on there, so on there and then the director of the game actually was someone that worked on uh the shimagami tensai series on there so and this was his first game that he brought out as a director on there even though he worked on that um the shimagami tensai series for quite a bit of time so on there so we'll have to take a look see when that comes out we'll have probably more to talk about closer to release date on that also etrian odyssey 5 demo got released too uh, on there etrian odyssey 5 will be coming out in october for the 3ds on there so if you haven't played any of the previous games in the series it is a first person rpg with a lot of character creation even though i know the untold games kind of had more of a story to it this is getting back to the mainline um series itself on there desmond have you had the chance to check out the demo yet or what's your feelings on etrian 5 no i have up? not i have not i've played them all um and i most likely will end up playing this one at some point as well i do like the um the other ones in the series the more uh character and uh rpg driven ones because it actually gives a story because this one is just a dungeon crawler and those aren't those are fine like i i i like see and that's that's what you know, Etrian Odyssey is so much different than, than Pokemon is because they always are changing up. Like I love the characters that they create and love how you and I love how you are able to upgrade your characters and change them, you know, and make them different. You know, I'm always looking to see what new classes they're making and, and what they're doing. Like I would love I would love for them to be um an actual, you know, third person. I mean they did the the, the, the dungeon one, Etrian dun, dungeon Odyssey dungeon or whatever. But I didn't like the way that one played. So, like a straight up RPG with Etrian Odyssey, I think that'd be great. And I think something like that is is ripe for a um, a multiplayer a multiplayer element, or or a multiplayer online because they already created all the characters, you know. So doing something like that, I think would be really cool. I think the concept is really cool. But I, again, I really want more of a story uh, than just running around sometimes. But but I'm definitely gonna pick it up. Are you gonna get it, Joe? Oh, yeah, no, I have a pre-ordered already, and I've dabbled in the games. It's A lot of the games in the series kind of on my backlog, so I'm looking to probably start with the Untold 1, Untold 2, and then kind of work my way to the mainline series 2 as well. But uh, I'll be definitely picking up 5. I want to support Atlas and make sure that they get uh, rewarded for keep bringing the series out in the United States. A lot of people were kind of questioning whether... Etrian 5 was actually going to make it out here and not they're kind of waiting and been waiting for a while for an announcement for it because it came out in Japan, I believe, like a year and a half ago at least on there. So, 
You know, I know that a lot of people questioning the fact that this game is ever even going to come out and for the fact that we're looking at later on the 3DS life cycle. So it's like I'm definitely debating going to be buying it just for the simple fact that it might get rarefied if I don't buy it. You know, it's, it's we reached that kind of point in the 3DS life cycle. I don't know if you guys realize, but the Metopia game that came out back in July, the RPG that uh, Nintendo brought out with the Miis on there, um, right. it's going up in price now. In fact, most retailers have sold out of wow. the game, and I've seen it on eBay for sixty bucks, eighty bucks. You know, I've seen it where the price is inching up, and I doubt Nintendo is going to be reprinting that. You know, obviously you could go down the eShop and download it any time of the day you want to, but if you want that physical version on there uh where i think we're getting to the point to where um they're only going to print enough to you know get the orders in and i don't know if they're going to do a second order or not you know on some of these games so so best that you if you're interested in some of these games buy them now versus having to pay a little bit more for them later you know if you want the physical version so and in the next section in the direct, they kind of transitioned from the 3DS portion of it, and uh, they had another mainline game they wanted to focus on on there. And, and basically, they had a nice long trailer for Xenoblade Chronicles 2 for the Switch on there. And so they get a chance to introduce Titans in the game, uh, the World Tree, and introduction of the Kingdom of Your Your God. I can't pronounce this. Your U R A. Y E. How would you pronounce that, guys? Help me out here. You're a <laughs> Okay. Well, I'll just I'm spell not, it out because here. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it too. You did a great job, sir. Just move along. <laughs> okay. Okay. Empire of Mor Ardan, uh, Imperial Province of Gormont, the Indoline Praetorium, and uh, the RGM Trade Guild, and Torna. On there, so you're able to get an uh, introduction to all of the different titans that are in the game. And if you don't know, Xenoblade kind of has a thing to where you don't live on a globe world; you live on a, a basically a dead titan. These big giant uh, creatures that were fighting in ancient times, but uh, basically they are frozen and they are just standing up in this particular thing, and, and basically worlds grow on these because these things are so massive on there so they also introduced to the main characters in the game the battle system the roles of blades and drivers and showing about the getting the bond with each character with multiple blades on that so what you guys think of all the aspects of the trailer uh, did you get a chance to watch that at least to see as far as it's all there was a lot to absorb in that uh trailer at least for chronicles 2 so. it was good like just watching you play the first one i was like okay you know this is something that i when the story looked fun the concept looked amazing you know these giant you know civilizations growing up on on the backs of these giant titans looks, i mean it's really kind of cool i mean it's kind of been done with, with people living on the back of animals or elephants shit like that but that's kind of cool and i'm wondering you know what more story are they are they building um, so I'll definitely, when I get my switch, I'll definitely be picking it up. That's, that's a no brainer, but my question, and you can please, you know, uh, first we'll have, we'll have, uh, Al answer as well, what he thought. And then I have a question for you, Joe, about it. So what did, what okay. did you think of it, Al? Well, I played the first one, the Xenoblade Chronicles and I loved it. 
I, and it was long, and the gameplay is very in depth. And then watching the trailer on this direct, it was a, a really long introduction. But it for me, I was expecting something like that, and I was hoping for more along the same lines of what was in the first game. I'm just worried that that intro was a bit much for everybody else who just maybe have like casual interest in the RPG. On the same note, though, I think it's really kind of good because it's letting people know what they're getting into. It's like, look, this is an involved story with, you know, a large cast, large shit is happening, large set pieces. You know, it, it I think it's just trying to be very epic in its, in its scale. And I'm more for that. I think it's great. But what did you guys think of the new art style? Like, is this something that you're jazzed with or, or do you not like it? Or or what what are your feelings about that? Because personally, I like the art style. I'm an anime fan. I think it much I think it has a much more appeal to, to a wider audience by changing the uh, the art style. But what do you guys think? Well, in my opinion, um, I'm welcoming actually because of the fact that you know it kind of helps differentiate the game from the first game, at least with the art style that it did have. It had more of a realistic style, but still a cartoony style at the same time on there. Um, and then especially with Xenoblade Chronicles X, which was a side game, that, the game that came out on the Wii U on there had a more modern look to it. So it's like they're not only modifying the um, story, um, retelling the story or and or, you know, coming with new stories to tell with a new set of protagonists, you know, on there. They're also, you know, in a way dialed it back to make the uh, characters at least a little bit more friendly. So like, you know, it would have more of an anime appeal, maybe to appeal to younger players as well as to keep the same interest from the older players as well on that so i, I kind of welcome the art style I, I do welcome change sometimes i know some people online were kind of throwing a little shade on both the anime characters and also on the voice acting a little bit they wanted the uh, english voice acting that was on xenoblade chronicles one on there as well but that's different times for that so um i for one i first i didn't like the uh the more anime look, but I got over that pretty quickly after I saw the English trailer, and I think the so far the voice acting is just fine. Yeah, I'm I'm perfectly fine with the voice acting from what I see, as well on there. We'll have to get to the game proper and see if there's anything after a while that might grade on here. I already had this game pre-ordered a long time ago. Kind of got a pre-order with the. Uh, Best Buy Visa checkout, so I got a, a vanilla copy for 40 bucks, like pre-ordered on there. But uh, as soon as they announced, they did announce a special edition of this game to come out on there. It includes a um, compilation music CD, uh, steelbook case, and then uh, the kicker, which put, threw me over the edge. It comes with a 220-page hardbound art book on there so and that's all for uh 99.99 if you have a gamers club unlock membership you get that for a hot 80 bucks which is only like 20 bucks over retail on that so it's just like a no-brainer once i saw best buy had pre-orders open i just said okay get this done get her done same thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah on there i'm not sure if best buy still has pre-orders available or not or whether those closed up on there, they also did introduce a Xenoblade Chronicles um, 
Nintendo Pro Controller as well, which I'm like, mm, you know, the Pro Controller is like 70 freaking bucks. So uh, why I would love to collect different versions of the Pro Controller on that. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to be my, my, my bag per se. So uh, I'll have to see if I'm a Harden fan to be able to grab that or not. You interested in the controller at all, Al? Or you got one Pro Controller, I don't think you need another, I'm assuming, right? Actually... I haven't seen that uh, controller, but I'm definitely going to take a look at it because my son's been using the Switch a lot, and I know the games that we're planning on getting are not the same games that we both want to play. So I'm probably going to get that uh, new Switch bundle for myself. Oh, cool. Cool. Well, definitely take a look at the Pro Controller on that does have a a nice uh, xenoblade theme to it too so it looks pretty cool it has embossing on it so it looks pretty nice it's just whether <laughs> i'm gonna throw down then the pro controller just cost too much in my opinion of course i'm throwing down <laughs> i pre-ordered an uh dualshock 4 you know see-through controller for 65 bucks and i had no qualms buying that thing so <laughs> who's to say so uh, but the uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Collector's Edition is still available at Best Buy. So just in case you do have Gamers Club Unlock, it will be $79.99 plus obviously any tax uh, that you might have to pay for on there. So if you're interested, definitely take a look at the Collector's Edition. Maybe get on board with that if, if you're willing to do that. So on that, any interest in the game or are you going to pick it up once you buy a Switch, Desmond? Most definitely. But I'm not going to get that extra controller thing. No, I don't need to do all that. For art book. Probably not. Gotcha. Probably not. You could, you, you, could, you, could, you could look at the art book when you're at my house. How about yes, that? Definitely. So, <laughs> okay. Also, they had some other Switch games that kind of gone, went over a little bit. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors is coming on October 20th on there. Um, they have a character from the first Fire Emblem, Lin which uh, uh, I do enjoy that first Fire Emblem game on the GBA. It's one of my favorites in the series. And so uh, it's a definitely no-brainer for me, at least, being a Muso game and <laughs> being on the Switch. So I'm definitely be picking that up. Um, they feature some of the indie stuff and the other stuff that they were kind of releasing. Morphe's Law, which is an indie game out of Australia, is launching on the, the Switch first as a console-exclusive coming out in the winter 2017 it's a game that they showed on the um nindies uh trailer right before pax uh early uh, late in august on there game is a multiplayer game but the the stick the shtick of it is that once you shoot a player in a particular uh area like on uh, maybe a leg or arm or whatnot um you basically are able to uh, shrink their body parts on there. And then at the same part, once you shoot them in the arm, your arm gets big in turn. So like, you know, the, the goal of the game is actually to become so big that uh, you basically win and morph over the map. So on there, that's not the hook on that's kind of interesting on that. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Rocket League is on Switch. So yay, yay, yay. Anyone interested? Probably not, right? <laughs> I am. I think I, I downloaded it. Um... I think I got it when it was on sale. I got to check. I think I did. But, yeah, I want to try Rocket League. I think everyone is really talking about how cool it is. I know they just released a, a DLC or something for it or just did an upgrade or whatnot. I think that's why they're doing a promotion for it. But, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll, definitely, I'll definitely pick it up or think about it. At least think about picking it up. 
Yeah, for a lot of us, it was a PlayStation Plus game, so we pretty much got it for free and haven't really dabbled with it in a while on there, but it's, it's good for people. I mean, it's pretty much been a, uh, a worldwide hit for Psionics, so we got to give it up for them. And then, you know, obviously the Switch version is going to come with uh, all sorts of, you know, Mario, Luigi, and Samus bells and whistles, too. So uh, that might be good on the go. Game, good, go, good. Game on the go on there. So um, they also announced Arena of Valor, which is a game that a lot of people haven't heard of before, but it's a game from this company called Tencent, which happens to be the number one game company in China on there. And this is the number one game in China. Actually, right now, Tencent Arena is the number one game in the uh, in the world, actually. Number one game company in the world, but a lot yeah. of people don't know who they are. Yeah, you know? they own a ton of shit. So I know. Like Blizzard and all them, so... Just recognize y'all, Tenzin, Chinese. They they got the game in on lock, y'all. And they're not behind, are they? Behind League of Legends, I think they are too. Yeah, it's crazy. We can look it yeah, up. Yeah, they 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 are behind League of Legends, yeah. which you know, it's crazy, right? I, I'm sitting here going like a little known <laughs> company, Tenzin. That's like. I uh, better I better get my hand out on my butt, head on my butt, you know. So, um, Arena of Valor is actually one of the more um, popular games in China on there, and so to see it on the Switch on there, I'm just checking out some online kind of footage of the game, the game, and uh, it's quite popular, you know. So, it's kind of a thing to where, um, especially if you like MOBAs be able to play on the go on the switch it just uh, kind of speaks to the portability of it too on there so and then bethesda had their little sequence of games on here um we have a solid date for skyrim elder scrolls 5 skyrim it's going to be coming on november the 17th on there um there's also a little bundle i believe i saw retail wise that has skyrim along with i think a carrying case of some sort or some some sort of mount for the switch that will retail for a little bit more uh price i think around 75 bucks give or take i think what i saw on amazon on there uh doom has a winter 2017 date doom just got announced for the switch so uh surprise surprise and uh, they are working on getting it on to, to the switch and not losing any of the fidelity of the um, console versions that are on the PS4 and Xbox One on there. There's a rumor that the game is going to come out on December 13th on there, which you know, I haven't checked my calendar, but I believe uh, that might be a Friday the 13th, if I'm not mistaken. So on there, Let's see if it gets out in there uh, by time. And then Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, got a... Um, announcement for the switch as well which will be coming out in 2018 any thoughts you guys on any of the bethesda's uh johnny come lately is a little bit as far as that got announced for the switch no i mean i think it's great that the switch is embracing third party and people are going to be able to play them i i just think that they need they need new games you know not not reskins i think it's great but you know most of those people who bought a switch own those games probably for on on another system so yeah so that's the only thing. Like I, I'm yeah. more interested in new games. Yeah, me too. I just a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm gonna play it because I'm gonna be able to play it portable." But you know, it's like I got so many other portable games on the 3DS and other systems that you know, I'm not gonna want those games on the go, and I'm not gonna want those games for the Switch. I hate to say it, but you know, even you could tell me with a Zelda. Uh, amiibo enhanced like skins in, in Skyrim, but uh, no mod support. Just kind of, yeah. 
you know, it is what it is, though. It's there for the people that want to have that if Switch is their only system. So, especially with the NBA 2K18 and the WWE 2K18 coming out as well. It's good that, uh, you know, they're getting the uh, multi-platform games good on there. So, um, also, announcement, new announcement. Uh, Nintendo is going to be working with Hamster, which has their archi- arcade archive series on there. Um, there's quite a few games that were announced, but it's going to start with uh, Mario Brothers on there. There's also other games like Versus Super Mario Brothers, Versus Ice Climber, uh, Versus Clue Clue Land, which are all like basically arcade versions of those games, along with the arcade version of Punch Out, which has never been released for any Nintendo system. The Punch Out that came out for the NES was like a rendition, uh, like a port of the game on the uh, NES. So definitely looking forward to that. Any thoughts, guys, on these arcade archive games being announced? What do you think, Gal? You gonna get any of this? I'm not that interested in uh, some of these older, older game. arcade arcade archives. So that it didn't really talk to me. Gotcha. I think one of the games, I think Punch-Out for me, I might give a gander because the arcade Punch-Out is pretty damn good. And I played a lot of it at the arcade back in the day. And uh, for whatever reason, the original Mario Brothers, the whole, like, you know, turtles coming out of the pipes and the pow in the middle and fighting with the other character. I remember when that game first came out in the arcades. And uh, I remember a particular struggle that I had at the time with my dad to buy the Atari 5200 version of Mario Brothers. I just had to have it. I had to have it up to the point where my dad was sitting there yelling at me about all the, the, hot, the hot pressure I was putting on him to buy it for me. And I did get it, but I did get it in Denzum. I got an angry father along with it. So, <laughs> Yikes, Joe, damn. I know. Joe will not I be denied. I was not denied. I had to have that damn Mario Brothers. So I was I was hot. I just wanted it. It was right in December too. I should have waited for Christmas like some brat, but nope. Nope, nope. So um also they had a, a quite a, another game of main feature, a switch game. Uh, this is the uh, Project Acopath Traveler, which is coming from the Bravely Default team on there. They had quite a, of a long trailer for that game. They announced a tagline for the game. They're saying it's a combination of 2D graphics, HD graphics, and um, CG graphics. And they're calling it their 2D-HD system on there. And what I saw it looks great on there as far as the art style because you have the pixelate graphics, but then you have the fidelity of the... Um, backgrounds and look almost like 3D with the way the characters were walking through the environments and the stages and they kind of had to introduce a couple of the character classes I believe a fighter and also a uh, like a siren I think is what they showed in the trailer and then they showed that the abilities change based on uh, the character class that you're fighting that if you're playing a fighter that you have a chance to duel uh, other players in the environment as far as NPCs and to be able to kind of steer the story to your um, way as far as who you want to challenge on there. And especially with the siren, you're able to uh, sing uh, and enchant uh, some of the NPCs to come and battle for you on that. So uh, game also got a demo announced and pretty much released uh, day and date with the uh, direct on there, which I have not downloaded yet, but uh 
Any impressions of the uh, Project Octopath Traveler, you guys? Are you going to pick it up, Al? I, I am know definitely, I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to pick it up. Uh, I played and finished both uh, Bravely Default games. And Bravely and Second. Bravely Second, yeah. Yeah. And this one just looks like the next level of uh, that's that type of RPG. So I'm definitely going to get it. As How about you, Desmond? Oh, definitely. I mean, it looks great. Like, all that, it just looks amazing, you know, and I really liked, you know, both Bravely Default games, so I'm definitely going to pick it up. I, and the art style just looks good. It, it like, kind of harkens back, you know, to a classic, but but the, the just, it, it, it looks... It looks old school, but with the fresh coat of paint. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely into it. Okay, and then they kind of went over some other Switch titles on here. Arms is getting a new update, including a new fighter, Lola Pop, and a new stage on there. I'm still lukewarm. I still need to try the game and to see if I actually dig it or not. It might be a GameStop pre-owned kind of deal, or I maybe go check it out for seven days on there um kind of still iffy about arms we'll have to see we'll see how that goes so al have you tried to play arms yet or are you interested at all no i'm not interested in it at all and i thought my son would be but he's not either yeah i'll have to see maybe if i could pick it up and check it out later but uh still kind of lukewarm if i was going to play between arms and splatoon 2 i'd probably pick up splatoon 2 over uh, arms in my opinion so I'll see if there's a demo out. Maybe I could check it out. Um, Dragon Quest Builders got announced for the Switch. It's coming out in spring 2018, which I think is a mistake to get it out so late. But it's a port. They're probably looking to bring it out in Japan as, as well on there. Dragon Quest Builders 2 already got announced for U.S. for the uh, PS4 on there. There's no Vita version coming out. But uh, yeah, we'll have to see how that goes on there. It's a great Minecraft game combined with dragon quest is definitely take a look and especially if, it, if you have a playstation take a look out there it's uh starting to pop up on clearance at a few places i think it's out for 20 bucks at a walmart so you can take a look at that on there um kirby's star allies which is the uh, name for the switch game that got introduced at e3 this year and there they had a tentative title or no title at all so good that they have a kind of a tag title and the whole star allies thing is that you're able to ally with some of the um characters in the um not in the foreground but in the uh, play sessions in the field on there and to be able to use them against the enemies on the play field so looks like a good hook we'll have to see uh, they pretty much just showed a f- a uh, bit of gameplay footage on that, so we'll have to see once it comes out. It's kind of scheduled to come out in spring 2018. On there, they also focus on a few indie titles, too. SteamWorld Dig 2, which is coming out later this week. Uh, golf Story, which looks like an excellent uh, golf RPG. Harkens back to like the old Mario Golf on the GBA on there. Uh, Battle Chef Brigade, which is from Adult Swim Games. On there, there's like a take three or, um, yeah, take three puzzle mechanic along with the thing where you're able to go in and and basically go out in the the foreground and go battle to go grab your ingredients, including, you know, getting some monsters, hacking off some tasty, uh, like, you know, urgent legs and who knows what else, you know. I kind of watched my wife play this game at PlayStation Experience last year and she enjoyed it quite a bit. 
And so I'm keeping an eye out for this game on there. Um, they also had a game, Tiny Metal, that they show for literally for like 20 seconds. But I dug around and took a look at that game a little bit more. But it's a game kind of like uh, Advance Wars on there. And it's in development by an indie team called Area 35. And they're bringing it out for both the Switch, PlayStation 4, and Steam on there. But uh, there's some developers that are basically that they are uh, old school Japanese developers that they've made other games uh, previously on there and they just came together to kind of do their own indie game on there and in their website they say we believe that we can make world renowned games again so they're saying that we're stepping up to the plate again on there our history dates back to the golden era of Japanese video games so while they're not listing their uh, discography as far as what they've done in the past they are saying that they have roots back to probably the Famicom days to be able to do this. And the screenshots look pretty damn cool. And so I'll have to keep an eye on this one on there. Uh, the music's being composed by uh, Tomodoki Miyoshi, which she, his past works include uh, Soul Calibur V and I Am Setsuna in his uh, soundtrack music back catalog. So... And keep an eye out for this game. Look, game character designs look pretty cool too. So, on that, uh, and then as well, there was other games uh, talked about. Uh, looks like a game that caught your eye. Al Nine Parchments wasn't shown very briefly. Uh, it's coming out in winter 2017. What what's the whole deal about Nine Parchments? It reminds me of uh, the Magical games, and it's just it seems like a good concept. Just a four player co op. And you're a bunch of magicians, um, wizards out there trying to learn new spells, and they're uh, just out there in the world disregarding all their uh, rules for wizardry. Yeah, it looks like it's a four-player co-op, like, magic shooter, if you could believe that or not. You know, it looks pretty cool mm-hmm. with the screenshots I've seen. So Yeah, it looks good. I'm living for it. Like, I would love to just play that with a whole bunch of other people, just run around playing fireballs and stuff. Great stuff. Is this something that you're going to wait to play on the Switch, or you think you can maybe pick it up for another console? I know it's coming off for both Steam and PS4, I believe. So, well, that's the thing. Like, that's why I'm kind of holding off on buying I Am Setsuna because for some reason, I don't know why, I want to play that on the Switch. It just seems like something that I should play on a Nintendo console. So, I think that's probably one I'm going to wait for as well um, because I need games for the Switch to play the Switch. You know, and if you gotcha. guys. You know, and then that's another thing, you know, that that people don't, you know, think about or whatever. It's like, it's like if you want to play with your friends, you got to play something, you got to play on a console that they own as well. So, uh, so sometimes it really depends on on what you guys are going to be buying that that for. Are you buying it for the Nintendo or for the PS4? So, so these are things that you know would probably be good on another episode to talk about. Like, you know, are your are your purchases, you know, dependent on your friends or the system or who you're going to play with, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I really, I really don't know what I'm going to buy it on. Probably the switch though. Okay. And then, um, they also had other games. Uh, they show this very brief snippet of super meat boy forever coming out in 2018 on there. They also showed more footage of lost fear, which is, uh, a game from the I am sets in the team. That's going to be scheduled to come out on January 23rd of next year. On there, that game also looks good. And if you want to mention all those Atlas RPGs for the 3DS uh, mm-hmm. earlier this 
segment. Um, Mosphere should be up there with those games as well on there. Definitely looking forward to that. Uh, if you do want the physical copy of Wasphere, the only way that you could get a physical copy of the game is through the uh, Square Enix store uh, on there. So they have both physical versions for the PS4 and also for the Nintendo Switch on there available for pre-order on that. So, all right. And they also showed Sonic Forces, of course, coming on November 7th. Uh, I don't know if anyone cares. <laughs> 3D Sonics, you know, you're able to create your own uh, furry this time. So that's just going to have everyone come out of the woodwork <laughs> on there, on there. And then LA Noir, the port of LA Noir, the game that in my opinion, no one probably wanted re-released is coming out on November 14th on there for the switch. And so it's going to have all the bells and whistles of the remastered version, which we haven't seen any footage of for any console, unfortunately. And I know on the switch, it's going to cost $10 extra because of the cartridge manufacturing cost on there so i hit to be a bummer and a throw throw some shade up here but um you know i don't know why um la noir is uh, being re-released I, I didn't really care for the game when it came out originally for um last gen consoles any thoughts for any of the games we talked about in the indie games la noir anything else in the segment not really, unfortunately. Like, I, okay. I agree with you. Like, L.A. Noir. Hmm. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't, out of all the games, like, why that game? But Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I know after that game kind of finished up that they basically disbanded the team. There was a lot of chaos in the team. It was an Australian team that developed that game. And so that game definitely came out half-baked. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate the setting, but... Uh, um, you know, not a fan. I have it in my back catalog. So <laughs> leave it at that. And then last but not least on the direct, they uh, brought out a ton of Super Mario Odyssey footage. Of course, um, they introduced a couple new worlds, including an ice world and I believe a water world, which unfortunately had the footage of Mario running around uh, shirtless, which everyone modified the hell and back <laughs> with, uh, you know, gold chains, hair up the yay yay, <laughs> everything on that. I totally um, thought that that was real until Joe was like, that's not real. And I was like, what? I totally thought that they would have like gave him like a hairy chest and a big gold chain. But I thought, you know what? Nothing about it. Nah, they were just trolling. So it was very funny. In in my opinion, they should have gave Mario a little patch in the middle, a little hair, for God's sake. He looks like a boy, for God's sake. Give him, give him a little hair patch. For that he has a mustache, mustache running around. You're right. You know? Yeah, he's, he's like hairless. People. It's like he shaved himself down. Like he just wants to be all shaved down and slick, ready to get in those suspenders and jump around. And I guess he's trying to be more aerodynamic or something. So. <laughs> Uh, but the two new worlds they introduce is Shiveria, which uh, haha, it's a ice world, and Bubbleane, which is the water world that we mentioned, a seaside kingdom with crystal waters, with bubbly crystal waters and diving points. On that, that the the game though, it looks. Um, I would hit this say off the effing chain. It looks really really good. On there, kind of harkens back to one of my favorite uh, Mario uh, games in the series Super Mario Sunshine a little bit uh, on there. So so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Any thoughts, guys, on Odyssey above and beyond what you talked about previously? Going to get it. It's, yep, definitely going to get it. And uh, it's funny that you said that it reminds you of Mario um, 
Sunshine, because for me, I never played Sunshine, but I played the heck out of uh, Super Mario 64 on the Nintendo 64. So when I saw this one, I'm like, okay, that's what I want to get. Yeah. Uh, Sunshine got kind of crapped on a little bit, but I enjoyed the whole flood. The whole game the, was a, oh. that game was amazing. Paul loved that game and he beat it. That's one of the only games he ever he ever beat. Like I love the game. I love it. I thought I thought it was a really good game too. I wish uh, for one reason or another they should get some uh, GameCube re-releases for the Switch. I think that would be like end all be all uh, get that going. And they also have a bundle that will be coming out. Uh, has uh, two red Joy-Cons and includes a Mario Odyssey carrying case, all for a hot two seventy nine ninety nine. On there, it will be coming out as well. Um, on there, I'm not sure if it's retail specific. I know the Splatoon bundle is out at Walmart only, so I'll we'll have to see uh, who this comes out or whether you know they're going to keep making those hand over fist because they want to sell switches on there. So. But the, the game looks phenomenal on there, so we'll have to talk about more once it does come out end of October. And I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, Retail-wise, if you are Best Buy a Gamers Club Unlocked member, you do get a $10 certificate by buying the game on there. So you only get the game for 48 bucks, you get 10 bucks in Reward Zone certificates back. So it's like begging you to buy it. So. And that was the Nintendo Direct. Long story short, though, kind of covered it and then some on that. Uh, there was something kind of announced on the Japanese Direct I'm going to mention briefly right now, too, is that uh, Sega announced Fantasy Star Online 2 Cloud is coming to the Switch. It's one of the games that was not on the U.S. Switch. And more than likely, it's not going to be coming out for the U.S. either on there. This game has been uh, out since 2012 in Japan. And, uh, you know, you have five years of content that they have to translate into English. And they made an attempt to try to bring it out. And uh, that attempt kind of failed on there. They brought it actually out in English uh, that was available in some markets in the Southeast Asia, like in the Philippines, <laughs> believe it or not, had English version of Fantasy Star Online too, but they never managed to bring it out for the US or Europe for whatever reason. So I doubt it's going to make its way over, but hey, the Nintendo Switch is a region-free system, so I know Raphael, our um, listener and also uh, uh co-host for at least one episode on there probably will maybe be picking that up get a fix for that on there so any thoughts you guys on fantasy star online too i just kind of want to want to pour out the 40 dog for it because uh, <laughs> it's like it's kind of long since sailed on here and i know there's numerous fans that would love to see it on the switch on in english so no i would have liked to have played it but it looks like i won't <laughs> We'll see. we'll see. Yeah, I have no interest in it. No interest. Oh, my God. Different strokes for different folks. But <laughs> I actually bought my gaming PC so I could play this damn game in English. So Sega announced Fantasy Star Online 2 and it's coming out for PC. It's like, oh, very good at gaming PC. And it's like, yeah. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how much of a fan I am of uh, PSO, at least the first one. So on that. So. All right, so that was our wonderful main segment. We do want to go over also, too, what we've been playing. So, Des, what's been on your playlist this week? 
You know what's been on my playlist. Come on now. <laughs> There's only two games that I've been playing most, and that's Destiny 2. And you'd be happy to know that I I <laughs> I don't know what I did. I was I was out of control last night, but I beat the game with my warlock. Oh damn. <laughs> proceeded to put all of her stuff in in the um vault, deleted her, and then I'm running another warlock through. I have no idea why. I'm just <laughs> being silly. Um uh, and then I beat it I beat it with my with my hunter. So I have this I have this thing, I have the storyline because like they don't give you any stories about this character. So what I did was I created, you know, a character, a female character who oh, she's a black girl and she and and I made it so there's different versions of her. So she all looks the same except different hairstyles, but she's a hunter, a titan and a and a warlock, right? And I made it so that she is the daughter of Zavala and <laughs> And Ikora, so one, nice. one, <laughs> one is she followed in in um, in uh, Ikora's path, becoming warlock. Others she followed in her father's path, becoming a titan. And the other one she followed in her uncle or god, her godfather's uh, stead as a as a hunter. So that's the storyline that I created for my character so i'm very very creative very creative i'm just trying i'm just you know because like that's the one thing about it's like i really don't do pvp all that much although i although actually to tell you the truth it's not bad it's not bad you know i i still i still try and I'm, i'm i'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt with it but that's the game that i've been playing mostly is uh destiny 2 and i'm just Really enjoying it, enjoying all every aspect of that game. It's a lot of fun. And then uh, for my handheld, I've been playing Monster Hunter Stories. It's great. You know, you guys should go and pick that game up. It's a lot of fun. The anime, I watched a little bit of the anime, but the the English dubs are a little bad. They're kind of cringeworthy. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, I have just been adoring this game. So definitely play those games. Uh, Al, what have you been playing, my friend? I've been playing Destiny 2, mostly with you guys. <laughs> um, and I beat the campaign with every character I got. So Wow. Now I'm just looking forward to strikes and raids and all the other little lost sectors and stuff like that. And I've also been playing Metroid Return of Samus, that uh, remake on the really 3DS. Good. Really good? It's really good. Maybe yeah. stop playing Monster Hunter Stories so I can play <laughs> this, finish it, and then I'll go back to Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Stories. Oh, it just seems like there's been a wealth of riches as of late. I mean, uh, it's like uh, Monster Hunter Stories sitting like sealed. I uh, have Metroid 2 <laughs> Return to Samus sealed still. It's like, eh, it's like I wish I could just take a week off of work, which I have a week scheduled off of work coming up in like three weeks and I'm going to be vegetating and playing probably more than likely a destiny Two all day, but we'll see about spreading the wealth out a little bit. So on that, have you been playing anything else Al, or is that pretty much your two games? This That's week? pretty much by two games. Maybe I'll play some XCOM two every once in a while, but mostly destiny two and Metroid. Gotcha. As far as what I've been playing this last week, uh, my 3DS effect that I was, I took it with me to take it with uh, me to go to the tattoo studio with my wife because I had to sit on the couch while she's getting inked and <laughs> turned it on. And it was like a nice red flashing light with no charger in sight. So oh, boy. 
yeah, didn't get to play like I wanted to, unfortunately. But uh, um, it's pretty much been Destiny 2, um, Electric Boogaloo, the entire week on there. Um, kind of, kind of got caught up from last weekend. Last weekend, um, I finally got the game going on there. Finally got to play, and then so beat the game with my Titan. I have not uh, done a dinner run with my Hunter or my Warlock yet. I'm kind of looking to create a warlock. Um, kind of deleted him, like I stated last week. So, and I'm debating whether to delete my hunter too. I mean, I, I created a robot class hunter, and it's just I'm kind of entertaining the thought, just kind of like you, Desmond, of uh, starting fresh, at least with my avatar. I just wish there was more like play with the character designs in the game. It seems like they have the same set up as destiny one and that come all kind of almost wish yeah Mm -hmm. i kind of feel they kind of misstepped in in a bit uh, for the character creation and they should give the ability to be able to re uh, do your character's looks throughout the campaign that way you know you're not doing what you're doing and having to uh, you know delete a character and restart and that's like what they do. did in Monster Hunter Stories. You can literally change everything about your character, save their skin color, um, at how at your home. Like I love it. Like that's what I'm talking about. Just <laughs> give us a thing where we can change up the cosmetics and go. That's all you have to yeah. do. And it's not like you're programming a whole bunch of bullshit in this game. Just do it. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. I mean, same thing. Hate to paraphrase and say throw it like in Pokemon. Pokemon, you're able to add every sort of you know hat, garment you know, shorts, whatever, you know, modify your look on there, you know, and this should make it a little bit more user-friendly. I mean, would you pay money, like, uh, Eververse money to be able to change your appearance? Would you begrudgingly do that <laughs> to have to save the grind the campaign, maybe? No. No. Okay. I would not do that either. Nope. No, 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 no. No, no, no. What do you guys think of the Eververse so far, as far as picking up the um, bright engrams on me? And I, it seems like I've been picking up a bunch of, like, goes through her speeders you know that kind of thing and uh she's being very generous which is a good thing you know because i thought the whole you know people saying oh it's paid to win now with eververse and so on and so forth that uh i feel that uh you know there's more than enough with the uh, bright engrams to get all the loot and then some well it also it also looks like you get bright dust when you break down some of that stuff she gives you so so if you if you get a whole bunch of stuff in game and you don't like it and you break that shit down you can build up enough enough dust like buy an 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 engram so that's kind of cool you know but i'm not gonna not right now anyway i'm not gonna spend any money on any you know bright engrams or whatnot i I play the game enough or the silver or yeah. whatever. I'm like, I'm not going to buy any yeah. silver. Like, I played the game enough to get some bright engrams. If I get some cool shit, yay, you know. But other than that, like, it's nothing that I have to do. And I think that's the thing, you know. You know, th- th- there's an argument to, to, to what microtransactions are doing to the, to the, to the gaming industry versus, versus, you know, is it the responsibility of the, of the consumer to, to buy into it? You know, because think about it. If, if, if microtransactions did not make money, they would not put them in their games. So, so you know, it, it adds a value. And, you know, everyone's adults who are adults that play games, you know, there are yeah. kids playing games, and I think that is an issue. That That's a whole separate issue. But if you want to, if you're a grown person and you want to spend your money, you spend your money however you want. I have no 
because I I can take responsibility. I'm not gonna buy it if I don't want it. And if I spend the money on it, it's my it's my business. So, like I don't like people getting really super crazy about it. Like I I don't get that, but but then I do get the I do get the certain people that are talking about you know nickel and diming you know their their fans to death. Like I get that. Like but that's an ethical question, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And maybe maybe something like with uh, Middle Earth Shadow War where you basically are able to buy like orcs. You know, we talked about this whole Rick and Maru before on there that you know, Eververse is a lot of cosmetics and speeders and so on and so forth shaders, you know. So yeah, I I don't stuff. Yeah, I don't object so much on there. You know, I think Warner Brothers and Monolith and the Shadow War thing where, you know, you're able to kind of gain more orcs. It almost adds that kind of slot machine gambling um, mechanic where I'm like, mm, you know, if, I'm, I'm never going to throw money down. I'm too cheap of a bat bastard. I mean, why do I go cheap-ass gamer for the last 15 years <laughs> as far as um, being a a member of that forum, I'm never going to uh, pay uh, money for, you know, this. I'm never never going to become a whale, at least for games, at least. <laughs> Real life, who knows, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. All right, so that's what we've been playing. Um, do have some other news to kind of go over, so I'm going to cue myself in for the news segment here right now. Um, got four stories to go over with you real quick. On here, first news story is uh, a game that both me and Desmond have enjoyed in the past. Divinity Original Sin, the sequel, Divinity Original Sin 2, has already sold close to 500,000 copies on Steam on there. So Woo-hoo, Good for them. Like, is that game, is a, I, think, I think that game, to an extent, it's a labor of love for those for the for the studio so I think yeah, it's it looks, a, I'm, I'm happy for them yeah it's a smaller studio Larian Studios is a European studio of course and uh, they brought it out on early access they sold around 180,000 copies uh, since its launch last Friday they had other copies sold because of the early access beforehand on there uh, people seem to be liking the experience the few critic reviews published at this point are positive and on Steam the game has um, a very positive rating based off about the 5,500 player reviews at this time on there as of today's date, actually. So uh, Sven Vinky, who is the owner and CEO of Larian, seems to be very pleased with Divinity Original since two sales results. He said it's a fantastic, but it's also way beyond what we expected. We're close to hitting 500K units sold, which is a number, I believe, that took us two to three months with uh, Divinity Original Sin the uh, one on there so it says that basically it's way popular so when asked if the success of divinity original sin 2 on pc will help greenlight console versions of the title he did not give a concrete answer but they confirmed that the team is already working on the game's next patch um, he has quoted the saying as for the console versions we are now focused on delivering our first patch for the pc version something that is scheduled for this week lots of players means lots of support issues coming in and we're trying to service them as fast as we can after that will be a long well-deserved break for the team and then we'll boot up our machines again to work on the next thing so so it sounds like to me they're gonna knock out the bugs get what they need to get done take a little break and then we come back and, and work on converting this game out the console. So it's a good thing. Be patient with them on there, but uh, glad to see that they have reached a uh, level of success, success with the game on the PC 
on that. So um, Divinity Original Sin 2 broke a uh, Steam CRPG record with around 85,000 concurrent players on launch day on there, uh, which has caused some stress on Larian servers on there. Uh, they are working hard, though. The CEO said that they're working hard to sort out and fix any server issues on that. So any more thoughts on this, Desmond or Al, on Divinity Original Sin 2? Did you play the first one, Al? No, I didn't. It's very technical. You know, it's like you're fighting, and then like, if you're not paying attention, shit can go south real quick. So that's the one thing about the game is that it, you need to focus when you're playing it. And and for some people they don't like that, you know, because they want much more casual experience. But but the orchestrating battles and and fighting in the in that system, you know, it, it's something to behold. It is a good it is a good game, and I highly suggest you know at least trying it. You know, yeah, it was on sale on PSN last week for fifteen ninety nine, I believe, the first one. So on there, if you're looking on the console side versus the PC side, but uh, if you keep an eye out, you could. Find the game on clearance at a few places, including Walmart on there, I believe. They still have it. I think at one point, I think I picked up a copy for like 12 bucks. I think, for the original game, which is uh, more than well worth its value on there. So, on that. But uh, definitely looking out for that. Uh, original Sin 2 to come out for consoles next year. Any temptation, uh, Desmond, to buy this on PC or think about getting a PC rig together at some point? Nope, I'll wait. All right, good deal. All right, and then next news story here is kind of going over uh, upcoming shooter from um, God. I'm trying to remember the name of the studio. It's a uh, Devolver Studios. It's uh, cyberpunk action shooter Ruiner on there. So that will be coming out. I do not like the name of that game. Ruiner I don't, seems so yeah. bizarre for a name of a game, but yeah. Man. Yeah, Ruiner is uh, poised to release later this month. It's coming out on September 26th for PS4, Xbox One, PC, Mac, and Linux. So a lot of platforms. And additionally, a Nintendo Switch version has been considered on there. Um, If you haven't taken a look at this game, this game is all over-the-rails, crazy uh, action shooter. Kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Cyberpunk Hotline Miami, if I want to put it in a particular genre. But uh, but the music is that. on point. The music is on point. Oh my god, the music is so good. If you like that sort of dark synth, like you know, um, uh, tech, tech, you know, future tech, dark tech. It's just, it's just a really good soundtrack. So it's, it, it's, the game looks great. Name's terrible, but the game looks great. Yeah. They said that uh, they confirmed that the action shooter will be 120 frames per second on PC and over 30 frames per second on consoles on there. In fact, they had to cap it at 120 frames per second on PC because of over-optimization on there. As for the resolution across each version, it will run at a full HD 1080p resolution on there. So not sure about the 4K-ness on the Pro and also on the Xbox One X, but... uh, We'll have to see uh, uh, when the game does come out on there. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit, too, of uh, Housemarque's games. It reminds me like of, uh, um, God, what's like Alien Nation and Dead Nation. It kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Way over the top with the aesthetic and the shooting on there. So 
definitely looking forward to this one. Something to keep on our radar. We'll probably be talking more about it once the release date comes closer and passes. And if we could get off the crack known as Destiny 2, of course. (laughs) (laughs) On that. Um, Next news story I want to kind of cover. It's uh, kind of pour a 40 dog out for another game (laughs) on there. Um, Battleborn, once the fall update is come to pass, is not going to be up. Um, not going to be updated. The servers are going to remain up and running for the foreseeable future. But uh, basically, after this fall update, there is no further content planned uh, for the game on there. Uh, the fall update will include some additional skins based on characters from the Borderlands series. They'll also make some changes to title art in the game, as well as additional finisher boost and taunts on there. So they really, really tried, Take Two tried to get an audience for this game. This game came out the same month as uh, Overwatch, and this just got just like curb stomped, <laughs> basically. And uh, it's sad because the, the game is supposedly supposed to be very good. Have any of you guys played Battleborn yet or dabbled in it? It's funny. I bought it for $10 like <laughs> during Christmas last year at like GameStop. And I was like, okay, like I'm going to buy it. It'll be great, and I'll play it. It sat on my shelf. For I don't know how long, and then I took it back. I sold it. I sold it uh, back probably. to GameStop during a during like a double weekend or something. And oh, probably for like three bucks, two bucks. No, I actually, no, I actually got it. I actually got like eight dollars for it because it was a double weekend or double points or whatever. Because I'm a member, uh, oh, so okay. I got a little bit of money back. I guess maybe, maybe it was a little bit of money, but I was just like, uh, I felt so bad. It was funny because when I turned it in, I hadn't even opened it, and so. Um, the the people at GameStop made me open the game. They're like, oh yeah, I no, didn't know can't. that. I didn't know that. But they made yeah. me open the game. I was like, all right. So I opened the game. And they're like, well, you can't open it in here. And they made me go outside, open the game, come back in, and then sell it to them. I'm like, y'all are crazy. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> uh, the reason why they do that is that they don't want to seem like you just uh, uh, stole it from someplace and brought it in to sell to them or something like that. That's the whole stupidity of the whole thing on there as far as why they don't take back seal games on there actually it was at a GameStop this week and uh, they made someone take the seal off but they allowed them to take the seal off right in the store I guess so but I know some people ask for receipts like they're like all like being like oh where'd you get this did you buy this new or did you steal it or being all confrontational yeah you know, I'm glad I'm an older man. They're not going to sit there and accuse me of stealing stuff, you know, obviously. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but uh, I've kind of gotten a little bit sometimes uh, accused. I know one time at a Best Buy, I hate to go on a tangent here, but uh, I had a particular coupon at the Best Buy gaming magazine. And when they published a gaming magazine at that point, and I got accused of, uh, of stealing the coupon out of the magazine that was in the store. Like they kind of insinuating, where'd you get that coupon? Like they're asking me where I got the coupon out of the magazine. Where'd you get the magazine? Like, okay. Yeah. They wanted wanted me to like produce the magazine in store or something like, okay, nope. No, I did not. Mm -hmm. I already knew what was going on. Uh, I just kind of gave her a side eye look and, you know, Granted, I think I was wearing shorts and <laughs> a metal T-shirt that day, so I don't know if I, lo- I looked especially grungy or not. <laughs> but uh, just to bring it back, though, Battleborn, it's good that they tried, but uh, I'm glad that they're kind of 
calling it a day on this one on there. They tried to even try to go free to play earlier this year on there, um, but it just didn't work. I know wish I had Surgeon Fire to talk to on this because he actually played Battleborn quite a bit and was a fan of the series on there. So, uh, you know, I bought the game cheap too once it came out. In fact, I bought it with the little figure for the 20 bucks at GameStop and I had never played the game. So I, I, I have that wall of shame and probably I'll never get the Battleborn. Now it has Borderlands skin, so mm, maybe. We'll have to see. So <laughs> give me unlimited time and I will play everything I own. Please, please do so. And uh, last, oh, one thing too, that the director, the guy, Randy Varnell, that uh, is behind the creative director behind Battleborn, he's moving on to the uh, unknown game that uh, Gearbox is working on right now is basically that he's taking a significant role on a quote-unquote highly anticipated project on there. So mm-hmm. it's a tagline of uh, basically the sequel to Borderlands. So. so at least that creativity will come to good use. And then last new story of the night, um, hot off the presses, uh, the... Um, pl- the uh, Tokyo Game Show press conference actually is tonight at midnight. So this game kind of got leaked a little bit. According to a European rating spotted on Gamatsu, uh, Final Fantasy IX, a game considered by many to be the best entry in the series, is being ported to the PlayStation 4 on there. So I'm not sure if it's an HD remaster yet, but we will soon find out with the Tokyo Game Show tonight presser for sony tonight so uh, final fantasy 9 was ported to pc last year so i'm imagining that the playstation 4 version will probably have all the bells and whistles of the steam version of the game on there any thoughts you guys on um final fantasy 9 at all i know it's one of the best games in the series in my opinion as well so yeah i played that game and finished it about four or five times and i have it on my vita so i don't have any urge to get it on the ps4 unless like all the new features are that great but for right now i'm good with the vita version of it gotcha any thoughts on double dipping desmond nope nope no need to no gotcha all right good deal i'm happy for it because i like it's been so long since i actually played the game i didn't beat it like four or five times like you did al so i'm Definitely interested in looking that up, see what that thing is, if it's a HD remaster or something like the Final Fantasy VII port they brought out, whether it's kind of bare bones, like only on the sh- on the shop, that kind of thing, where uh, you're not getting a full remaster of the game. So we'll, so we'll see what that entails. So, And that concludes our news segment for this week on there. So... And also, we'll kind of wrap up our episode this week on there. Um, we do have game nights, though, coming up uh, Thursdays at the 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we'll be playing, of course, Destiny 2. Um, I'm also going to go ahead and throw up our clan link. We have a clan up, which is uh, Gaming Vessels on there, obviously. Duh. <laughs> so... Um, but I'm going to throw it up on our Twitter page. That way you have an open invitation and you don't have to wait for any clearance per se. Um, it is open for anyone to join, but, uh, if you behave badly, guess what? We'll boot you out the clan. Like, but I doubt that will happen. So on there, but we'll be playing destiny Two, Of course, if 
you have a hankering for any other games in our library, anything else you want to play, Diablo 3, Everybody's Golf, uh, you name it, uh, we'll be willing to play multiplayer with any game that you might have because we'll probably, like uh, Kevin usually says, you, we probably have it and to be able to offer to play it for you. So um, my PSN username is Kaminagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. Uh, Kevin has shown up seven. Um, Desmond is can be found on PSN under the handle Nemo Tigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R on there. So, And you could also message me too on Twitter. Uh, my handle is Joe Fongul, J-O-E-F-O-N. G-U-L. Desmond, where they can where can the listeners find you at? They can find me on Twitter as well as NemoCub, N-E-M-O-C-U-B. Uh, yeah, so definitely you know, give us, you know, t- tweet us out. Uh, we're always tweeting weird <laughs> stuff to each other, so so you can get in on that on that weird goodness. Al, uh, any way to reach you? You want to give out to our listeners? Uh, sure. You could uh, reach me at. If you want to play anything, whatever, on PSN, you could reach me at Alberco. That's A-L-B-U-R-K-O. And that's the same name I go for on Twitter. So you can find me there as well. All right. And if you want to reach Kevin on Twitter, his Twitter handle is shownuff71, S-H-O-N-U-F-F-7-1. Like the numbers, of course. So, So this concludes... Episode 18 of Gaming Vessels Podcast. I am Joe Fongul, a.k.a. the designated Food Max Gaming from Mr. Kevin on there. Desmond? Yeah, I'm Nemo Cub. Nice to see yes. you all again, as always. Of course. And then Al, thanks again for joining us, of course. No on that, I'll, I'll, you know, Kevin, you know, uh, we're praying for you, bud, on there. I know it's, uh, you know, family issues, you know, as far as um, just dealing with all that. Uh, just hope everyone is well and uh, there everyone is feeling better about life in general. So, but uh, this concludes our episode. Thanks for joining us. Feel free to message us on Twitter at Gaming Vessels. Feel free to send us an email at gamingvessels at gmail.com. We'll catch you on next time. Peace. Peace.